Amen. Would you please remain standing as we honor the reading of God's holy word. Today our scripture comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 10 through 15. Listen to the word of the Lord. Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions, and my suffering, the things that happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worst, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May God be praised through the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let us pray. Father, how blessed we are to benefit from all those who have gone before us, but particularly through the inspired writings of the Apostle Paul. And here he's speaking to his young protege at the very end of his life. Help us, Lord, to heed the wisdom that you are giving through him, that we might be wise unto salvation for ourselves, and also that we might be used for the salvation of many in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I am Pastor Kirk Sexton. Welcome to worship today. I'm glad to be with you. I am uh, also want to welcome uh, those that are worshiping online with us. Uh, it's good to have you with us as well. Timmy, or Timothy, I, had a, I have a, a nephew, his name's Tim. So he's, sometimes I'll say Timmy, okay? But he had been a faithful, loyal apprentice or protege of Paul for many years. Paul saw something in Timothy, something to invest in. My life, I've had many mentors, and these were teachers, some were bosses, some friends. I'm sure you have too. Can you think of some of the people that mentored you, who helped you in school, who helped you in your career, who invested time with you so that you could learn and become a better version of yourself? The mentor relationship recently has received a lot of attention from both organizational leadership, uh, researchers, um, practitioners alike. Successful mentor relationships result in benefits for the mentor and the protege, but also for the organization. It makes sense, doesn't it? Why do the trades have apprentices? And medical professions require internships because personal attention from experienced practitioners 
helps learners master essential skills, attitudes, and knowledge. And this, of course, is no surprise to Christians who are familiar with the Bible. For example, Moses with Joshua, Elijah with Elisha, Naomi and Ruth, Paul and Timothy, and Jesus with his disciples. Our denomination, the Covenant Order of Evangelical Presbyterians, has embraced this as well. Because we know that preparing students for ministry requires the integration of theory and practice. Mentoring makes a big difference for our students because it integrates theory in practice and practice in real life ministry. I have benefited from this greatly in my life. When I was in seminary, I worked at Valley Presbyterian Church, and I would have classes in the day, and then I would go serve in my church. I ran the Alpha course and did some teaching, and it was for me like going to the classroom and then having labs. My mentor was Pastor Steve Beard. He's the one who was my coach and my confidant. And like Timothy, I watched him closely. And we had many conversations. It was Steve who pushed me to preach my first sermon. And I did not feel ready at all. But for some reason, he saw something in me that said, this guy can preach. You guys can be the judge of that. (laughs) But he insisted that I do this. And this is well before I had any training in seminary, but you know what? It just bolstered my confidence and assured me that I could do this, and I actually had a chance then to learn more about preaching when I got into seminary. It was a great opportunity, but I was a little scared. I was a little intimidated because there were some dignitaries in the audience. Pastor Steve's dad, Stan Beard, was there. And Mindy Beard was there, and they're both great preachers. So I was a little intimidated by that, but everything went well. Nobody screamed, you heretic, and and we all survived. Um, But this was a real important part in my development. It empowered me. It allowed me to see that, yeah, maybe I could be used by God, and maybe I could be a minister, and like Timothy, I was empowered, and I was, I was, I was um, given the opportunity to test this amidst the challenges of ministry in a real-life setting. During uh, seminary, I also had an internship with Pastor Bruce Johnson. Pastor Bruce Johnson was at Scottsdale Presbyterian Church, and I learned valuable ministry lessons from Bruce that I still use in my ministry today. How great is it for me to work with my two mentors? But I also have to say that our staff is unique in that we all encourage each other. Um, We do this with mutual spurring on, because ministry can be hard. And uh, we enjoy working together and encouraging each other. You know, our denomination, I mentioned they've embraced this. They take it very seriously. And we don't do this because it's cheaper. In the fine art of mentoring, 
Ted Engstrom, and I have a slide for this. He says it this way. Mentoring is much more expensive than simply teaching and or training. It is investing time and prayer. It's building relationships, investing emotionally in the transfer of values, skills, and attitudes. What don't you see in this list? You don't see information. Paul recognized the importance of equipping Timothy to carry on the gospel message after his life and ministry was over. Timothy knows all about Paul. He has followed him closely, and he knows all the aspects of Paul's life and ministry. It bears repeating that mentoring does not merely involve the impartation of a body of information. It most vitally entails modeling one's convictions in real life. Timothy had a significant part of the life and ministry of of Paul. He is actually um, a significant part of Paul's epistles. He's mentioned six times in his epistles. And so Paul knows Timothy, and Timothy knows Paul. And Paul says to him, he says, Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. So Paul was certain that upon examination, he would be found to be in the truth. His life expressed it in purity and in purpose, driven by God's glory. And Paul has taken pride in this uh, in other letters, he's talked about this. In 1 Timothy 4.15, Paul says, If you put these instructions before the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ. Jesus nourished on the words of the faith and on the sound teaching that you have followed. So Paul is often saying to Timothy and to other leaders, imitate me. And in particular, he says, follow after me after I follow after Christ. Or follow after me as I follow after Christ. And at our conference last week, we were at the Eco National Gathering last week, and one of the speakers mentioned that he always thought that that was a bit arrogant. That, you know, how could Paul do that? But then he realized, well, you know, Paul wrote you know, a third of the New Testament. Uh, and, you know, he said he came full circle. And he said now he thinks that every minister of the gospel should be able to say with confidence the same thing. Follow after me as I follow after Christ. Well, I'm, I'm not that bold. I'm a little more shy. So I would like to say, stumble after me as I stumble after Christ. Paul wanted Timothy to reminisce a little bit. He wanted him to remember and recount Paul's life, his faith, his patience, his love, his endurance, his persecution, and even his sufferings. These are really the hallmarks of the Christian life. Faith defines our trust. Who do we trust? 
where do we place our trust? Where do we place our trust in times of trial? And patience. Patience acknowledges that God is sovereign. It's believing that God is in control, that God is in charge. And Paul's love shows others this sacrificial grace which he had received. It's the same for us. We've all received this grace. And the endurance, it keeps us focused on God and on his kingdom and on kingdom ideals. And then the persecutions and the sufferings represents our fellowship with Christ. We're not immune to it. What about you? How's your faith? Do you have a little faith? Do you trust in God during your trials? Well, I suppose it depends on what trial that is. You can, can you say with confidence that God is in charge? And do you express to others the love and grace that you have received? And are you enduring in this crazy world we live in? Have you suffered from time to time? Like Paul, I'm sure you can reflect upon how the Lord has rescued you. And this is an awesome testimony. No matter if you have much faith or just a little faith, praise God because he has done a good work in you. He's begun a good work in you and he will see it to the end. Do you trust in God? I know some days are better than others, but this is also the hallmark of the Christian life. Do you have the confidence to say that God is in charge? You know, it's freeing to let God do what he does best. Sometimes we try to take on too much, and it's best to just let God handle so much. I know that you are loving people. I've seen it. I've seen it the way you serve and care for others here in our church. You are enduring. You are here. That says something. Have you suffered? Yes, you have suffered. We have all suffered. But Paul says, indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's part of the existence of being a Christian. Paul says all, all will be persecuted. All will suffer. It's not reserved for the super saints and the apostles. Timothy had experienced it before, and he will suffer more after Paul is executed. We don't say this very often. Mostly we tell people, you know what you need is Jesus. Come to Jesus and everything will be all right. Well, I hope we don't say that. Because the reality is that we are not immune to suffering. I'm understanding this to mean that we all will have distress. It belongs to the believer. But it also belongs to the believer that commits to loyal obedience and growth in godliness. It just, 
it does come down to us in some respects. We can choose to live a godly obedience, or we can shy away into the shadow of compromise. Shelly and I have a granddaughter. We're very proud. Her name is Ivy Sue Johnson, and we've been given this opportunity to uh, mentor her. She, of course, has many mentors already, but this has been a gift to us. Recently, I was asked to pick her up from school, and I don't know why, but there was a lot of anxiety about this in our family. (laughs) There were many reminders. Ivy Sue said to me, Papa, you won't forget. And then when I went there and I picked her up, she said, Papa, were you late? I said, no, I was here early. I was the first in line. Well, I'm happy to report that I was able to pick her up. I have a picture, I think, there. I sent that to my family. I said, it's a proof of life photo. But when we were driving, and I I, I was talking with Ivy, and I said, you know, Papa has done many pickups and drop-offs. You know, I've been doing this. I did it for your mom. I did it for your, you know, for Lily. Uh, many pickups, many drop-offs. And, you know, I never forgot. I never failed to pick up the person. Um, I, I may have been late a couple of times. But anyway, we are just anxious to mentor this young person in our lives. And I know we're going to have many more important conversations in the future. And I know that she'll be watching Shelly and I. She'll watch us. She'll see how we handle life's ups and downs. She'll know how we live our lives in faith for the rest of our lives. What about you? I'm sure you've had a chance to mentor many people in your life. I'm sure you have been mentored by others. The good news is today we can still have a chance to mentor others, and we can still be mentored. Many have had the opportunity to mentor your children, and some of you have grandchildren that need mentors. You know, some of you have been mentors to your neighbors and friends. There are two things that are required for faithful living. Probably more than two, but I'm going to give you just two. First, We must know the truth. Truth enlightens us to what is right and what is wrong. It shows us meaning and purpose and happiness. We cannot trust or love what we do not know. We cannot disciple anyone if we are not disciples ourselves. And the second thing, we need to know, is we need a conviction or belief. We express our belief system in the daily decisions we make and the behaviors in which we engage. One thing I heard at the conference, there was a lot of discussion about discipleship. 
And what I heard over and over again is that discipleship happens in relationships. That's so important. It doesn't happen sitting in a pew, sitting in worship, listening to the preacher. We need covenantal relationships to provide real-life context for the Holy Spirit's ongoing transformation of believers into spiritual maturity. Now, you may be thinking, and I understand this, you know, I, I haven't received the mentoring of Paul. I, I haven't received the equipping of Timothy. But let me tell you what you have had. You have had a life lived in faith. Following Christ is more than a once-time or one-time decision or an occasional church service or a kind act. True Christianity involves continual dependence and obedience to Christ the King. But your story, it has power because you have walked this journey of faith. You've lived it out faithfully, depending on Jesus. He's our very best mentor. Now, is our lives perfect? No. But let's, let's be authentic and let others see it. Let's share with them the ups and downs and how God has rescued us. Today, we need mentors like you who say, stumble after me as I stumble after Christ.